0: So the practice week underway for the Packers, and uh, as far as the injury report is concerned, no Kevin King today, no Jimmy Graham today. Aaron Rodgers practices in full. Lengthy injury report for the Miami Dolphins, which includes Ryan Tannehill. He's not going to play on Sunday. He'll be out for the fifth straight game. It'll be Brock Osweiler starting at quarterback for the Dolphins. For More on the Packers. We welcome in from the Green Bay Press-Gazette, it is Pete Doherty. Pete, I feel like I've had the same conversations on repeat here. With the Green Bay Packers, I am mowing over the same piece of grass when I'm talking about this team, and I, what are you working on right now?
1: You know, I'm, uh, actually, because there is, you know, there's been a real same old, same old feel to a lot of things with, uh, with the Packers last couple of years, last six or seven years, really, and um, I'm working on something about looking at the similarities and maybe differences from 2016 to now. You know, remember in 16, they were four and six and looked like they were dead in the water, and Ended up going to the NFC Championship game that year. So looking to see if this season is similar or where the differences are and what the chances are of uh, something like that happening again.
0: Well, and I guess just it's been a fantastically average team if you look at the last, I don't know, three years? Go back to 2015, 30 wins, 25 losses, and a tie. I mean, that's kind of the picture of mediocrity. So has there been a persistent issue that, that it just sort of keeps cropping up that, that you're trying to put your finger on?
1: Uh, I guess if you want to just get down to the real basics and, uh, you know, the big picture of it, you know, there's just not a lot of playmakers on the team. There's not a lot of difference makers, offense or defense, uh, but especially on defense, you know, you don't have any of those guys who, who tilt the field, you know, like Charles Woodson did, like Nick Collins did, like Matthews did early in his career. Um, that's probably the biggest thing, um, and and there you know there's just, there's some playmakers on offense, but there's I don't know that there's anyone who just scares the daylights out of a defense like uh, some other teams might have, like with a Julio Jones or a, a star guy like that.
0: Pete, what do you make of the recent moves here by Brian Gutekunst? Trading Kaha Clinton Dix, trading Ty Montgomery, and releasing Jermaine Whitehead.
1: You know, they're, it, it seems like they're sending a message to the locker room, regardless of whether, you know, they, they want to admit to that or not. I mean, that must be their tolerance for mistakes is uh, decreasing. Now, the Whitehead thing kind of came out of the blue, you know, for me anyway. I don't know if it did for you or not. Um, but, you know, he hadn't been playing great. I mean, then he had the big penalty. And I think that it's got to be a sign that they're feeling better about Josh Jones. That they feel okay about the way Tremaine Williams played at safety. That they like Breland. Um, so that uh, you know, the Whitehead was expendable, um, you know, for the mistake he made. Whereas if they didn't feel okay about those guys, maybe they just would have lived with the with the penalty
0: Whitehead had. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, joining us on Sports Central, presented by Miller Lite. I look at some of the numbers here, Pete, and I spent time watching the game back against the Patriots, and Aaron Rodgers was under duress 19 times. I look at his overall completion percentage. It wasn't great, but I counted at least eight throwaways with no intention of completing that pass. He just got rid of it. Do you believe Aaron is dialing up his own number maybe too often on run-pass options and exposing himself to pocket pressure?
1: you know he might be it's it's so hard to know because you know they won't say how many plays he's changing i think mccarthy said you know the average seems to be about 15 to 20 percent um so that that could be part of it uh maybe sometimes he's not taking the easy quick throw i think on some of them i remember there was a couple of them where the coverage just looked you know like it was good and he's not going to risk an interception that's you know one thing he's proven throughout his career so then he'd just get out of the pocket and then Throw the ball away. But he talked about actually today the the throwaways being uh, one of the reasons that his, he thinks he's had more throwaways this year, and that's one of the reasons his completion percentage is down from his, his historical levels in the mid to upper 60s.
0: Well, and, and that's that's a legitimate excuse, but it's it doesn't excuse the fact that it's, it's a wasted down. I mean, something isn't going right, whether it's the scheme, uh, not scheming guys open, um, it just maybe the wrong read by Aaron, or a missed throw, a drop. I mean, it could be a variety of different things happening on a given play, but the throwaways are probably more frustrating than anything else that happens with the passing game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, they're, they're, the protection wasn't, that wasn't, you're right, it wasn't real good against New England, and I don't know if you saw that, you know, clip where Belichick was mic'd up, and he basically was saying, "You know, let's keep attacking those guards." And I think they they did get a lot of that pressure uh, up the
0: middle. You know, truth be told, I didn't expect Pete the Packers to beat the Patriots. I did not expect them to beat the Rams. But more frustrating to me were the losses to Washington and Detroit. And you know, teams like that that you look at it and say, "Holy smokes, they weren't even competitive for a half," and that is so unlike. Aaron Rodgers led teams under Mike McCarthy that it 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 it's a blue moon passes in between those kinds of games and they've happened too frequently this year and and that's ultimately in my opinion why the team is where it is.
1: Yeah, you know, that's where they've always made their living is beating the teams they should because their quarterbacks uh you know just a lot better than the other teams quarterback and you're right that you know that's a couple of games that they you would have thought they they would win and they'd be sitting here with you know at least like five wins right now. And they'd be in, in pretty decent shape. Instead, they're in the position that they, almost the position that they were in in uh, 16. I mean, they're not quite there yet. They got a couple weeks to go. You know, and then you, you see how poorly they played in a couple of those games. And then, you know, they actually did play a pretty good game in Los Angeles. They didn't win, but they played a, you know, that was probably their, actually their best game of the year, most complete, um, considering the opponent and everything. So yeah, you wonder where that is, uh, week in and week out. And like you said, it's, uh, you know, it's something going wrong here, something going wrong there, and that's what—that's how it is for mediocre and bad teams. And the question is, can they, can they flip the switch like they did in sixteen?
0: Well, I feel I feel like the whole division is somewhat representative of the mediocre class of the NFL. I think it's a bulky middle class. I've been talking about that for a few weeks, and the Packers are right in there. I think the Bears are as well. The Lions might be a little below, uh, and the Vikings remain talented but kind of struggling along as well put it all together here pete how many wins do you believe takes the north
1: to win it i would think at least 10 um i think nine six and one could get you into the playoffs as a wild card uh you never know i mean some of these years everybody just keeps knocking everybody else off and it ends up you know eight and eight gets has gotten in occasionally but uh you know, 9, 6, and 1, I guess you have that edge over the 9. I don't guess you do have the edge over the 9 and 17. So, you know, I, I, if I had to guess, I'd lean a little more firmly that 9, 6, and 1 gets you in, uh, somehow, that you wouldn't have to be 10 and 6. But, you know, it, it I don't know how you feel, but I feel like a lot of seasons passed, but it's only halfway through. There's still eight games to go.
0: Yeah, that's how trying it's been. You know, I look at the schedule on the way out, and no, it's not as daunting as the schedule is right now for the Packers. But with a sub 500 team, who am I to say what's easy and what's not for this team?
1: Yeah, and um, you know they've the, the second half of the schedule, especially like those last six games, it is you know pretty favorable. Um, but if you're too, in too deep a hole, it doesn't matter. You know, they were four and six and they won six in a row. I don't think they you know, they don't want to be in that position again. I mean, I think most of us, I would assume are looking at this week's game as a game that they, they almost, they pretty much have to win because they've got, you know, road games, Seattle, Chicago, Minnesota, you know, to sweep all of those, that's asking a lot, especially for a, you know, a team that's struggling.
0: You know, Pete, when I go back to the trades made by Brian Gutekunst, and I'll even go back to draft day uh, when he traded and acquired a second first-round pick, to me that was an admission that the core and the depth of this roster is not where it needs to be. And if you look at the 2013 to 2015 drafts, I think those that list of players probably tells the story. But I, I know it's not a rebuild, but retooling with a franchise quarterback, it... It's a really slippery slope, is it not? Because you feel like maybe you're just sort of spinning your wheels while trying to hang on to, to the best years of a great quarterback, but understanding that your team isn't even close to where it needs to be.
1: You know, the, the it can be. The one thing is if you have that quarterback in place, it also can turn on a dime. I mean, look at New Orleans, 7-9, and 7-9, and 7-9, three years straight. Then they go and have this great draft last year. And for the last season and a half, they've been, I thought they were the best team in the NFC last year. So for the last season and a half, they've been as pretty much as good as anybody in the league. And that was based on basically one really, really good draft where they got a, a really good corner and a really good running back and then a couple other pieces. So it can happen. Now it's really hard to have that good a draft. It's fairly rare, but it can happen. And, um, actually they're, you know, with those two first round picks, they've kind of situated themselves to, to have the ammo to have that kind of draft uh next year and and this guy does seem a lot more willing to sign guys go at least go after them and make some trades and anything else to, to get a little bit better
0: urgency is high in green bay they'll take on the dolphins on sunday afternoon at lambeau field check out his work in the green bay press gazette always a pleasure to be joined by pete doherty thanks so much pete i appreciate it and we'll uh see you on sunday
1: sounds good greg thanks for having me